0: You're listening to the Podcast Detroit Network. Visit www.podcastdetroit.com for more information. You've now tuned in to the Drawing Board Podcast, a powerful, thought-provoking discussion where we talk about family, relationships, ministry, community, and career. Let's see what exciting guests we have on our show today. Welcome to the Drawing Board Podcast. This is your host and founder, Andre Ebron. And today I'm bringing you salutations from the backyard. Listen, <laughs> it was such a beautiful night tonight. And uh, we just concluded Vacation Bible School at Cano's International Church. And so you know how it is. I'm sure everybody watching, uh, my wife was in one class teaching Vacation Bible School. My son was in another class. My daughter was in the class that I was teaching. And so all these voices carrying throughout the house. And I said, well, you know what, tonight I'm just going to stretch out Come outside and enjoy this beautiful day. Oh, yeah. And so, before we get started tonight, I always tell you I bring you quality people with quality information who have the social proof and their testimony of what it is that they present tonight. But I want to take the time to personally honor uh, one of my greatest mentors. Uh, the first example that I had of what it meant to be a man of God, uh, a, a man of God who established Uh, It was Cornerstone Church, but now now it's Cathedral of Praise International in Fort Wayne, Indiana. Today is his birthday. Happy birthday, Apostle Underwood. I love you, sir. I would not be the man that I am without your example. So I just want to say, I pray that I'm doing you proud, sir. And again, happy birthday to you. I also want to say happy birthday to and uh, this is posthumously uh, my father in law who passed over a year ago. And uh, happy birthday, happy heavenly birthday to him. Uh, Today, I made sure I went over. uh, Brother Q, I was very intentional today Mm. about expressing my love. So I went over and I had breakfast with my mother-in-law. And uh, I made sure I fixed up this excellent salad. If any, You don't know about my salads yet, but if you (laughs) ever get a chance to experience it, it it is, listen, it is an experience. So I made uh, one of my crafted salads for my wife took it up to her job uh, just to, I was very intentional about expressing that love because it was interesting. And and I'll share this, having grown up without my father being present in my life Mm -hmm. and then at 19 meeting my wife and then going through a process of time, embracing her dad as a father and then to lose him. Oh man, that was rough. Yeah, But the one thing that I, I love about it is that and this is what the Lord spoke to me, man, and, and we can talk about it, is that every example of a father that he's ever placed in my life, whether it be through Apostle Underwood or whether it be through Andrew Baker, who was my father in law. And I mean, I have a, I have an excellent relationship with my dad now. Um, it, it is an expression of his love for me as right. a father. Right. And so, yeah, man. So listen, let me introduce you to the people who who introduce to some, present to others. Tonight, I get to introduce my friend and my brother. He is the founder and the owner of Saved Period Clothing Line. You see, he's rocking it right now. Entrepreneurial ventures (laughs) that are carrying the gospel to all places, the four corners of the earth. He's also the podcast host and founder of the Manology Project. Yes. And he's also wait a minute. He got he has another one. He and his (laughs) wife have double teamed and they have a a podcast entitled. What's the what's the title?
1: Uh, The Relationship Decoded.
0: The Relationship Decoded. That means you're you're giving us the insights on how to successfully navigate marriage in a godly manner. Yep. Yeah, that's dope, man. So listen, how you doing, bro?
1: I'm doing pretty good, man. Uh, I'm so excited. I just want to first start off by saying I do appreciate it. And very feel very honored to be on the drawing board uh, podcast uh, Been uh, before we have actually met. I was already following you um, and I, I generally was just enjoying uh, what you stood for Uh Definitely the full God aspect uh that everything that you did and talked about was moved and surrounded around God and his love. And so I really enjoy that, but I really just really enjoy just the positive energy uh that I was hearing from a lot of the podcasts that I was watching uh over social media. So uh once again, I'm just happy to be on appreciate it.
0: Absolutely, man. And I and again, I'd like to thank you uh for man, really the stance that you've taken for God to equip to prepare. To listen to, to to nurture, to challenge, to grow, men who to become men, but not only men, but to become a man of God. Yes, now, I'll be, I, I'll share this with you, man. It was such a pleasure. It was like we had known each other. Uh, <laughs> I know when, when you gave me the 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 pleasure and the opportunity to be on the Manology Project. You know, yes. coming on and and being on the podcast with you, and the podcast has en- had ended. And we talked for like maybe an hour or so after that. <laughs> <laughs> I know.
1: It, it did feel like we know, have known each other for a long time, man.
0: Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Go ahead. No question for you, man. I know this is a big question that a lot of people have, especially when growing up. I heard, Andre, you need to grow up and become and be a man of God, right? Oh, and yeah. then I heard a lot of uh, I heard a lot of young ladies being instructed when you grow up and you're looking for a mate. You need to find a man of God. So, Brother Q, what is a man of God?
1: Oh <laughs> <laughs> uh, man, you know what? Um, I think the first thing I uh associate uh with a per a man that is a man of God is character uh and his integrity. Uh mm-hmm. as long as your yes can mean yes and your no's mean no. Means no uh, you're definitely on the right path of uh, showing a, a true godly character, uh, even if you can't even do it. Call and and let me know. Uh, that that's just all part of that te- integrity and that character. But a man that shows character and integrity, I think you're definitely on the right track uh, to becoming a man of God.
0: That's good, man. So character and integrity, like yes. that, that's that is huge. And, uh, when we look at leadership, you, when we look at all these different realms or places that, you know, and specifically tonight, we're talking about the brothers. We're talking about the men, uh, that men must navigate. How, how would one develop such character that his yes could be yes. And his no could be no, especially in really a space where stick to Itiveness is not honored.
1: Oh, you know what, um, and I know if my fellows are all watching, I, m- I mentor a group of young men, um, married and unmarried. Uh, but if they're watching, they know that what I'm about to say, which is consistency. Oh, that's good. So our consistency as men, we've got to step our game up. Um, uh, we're allowing this culture or uh, or our past to dictate the way that we should be navigating around right now in this world as husbands, fathers, leaders. And our consistency is just not there, man. I mean, we're we're all up and down, but then we want the respect and the honor due to a person or man who is very consistent. Mm. So, you know, we have all these breaks in our life and I'm not saying that anyone is perfect. So I don't want anybody to walk away saying that, you know, you have to be this perfect person. But what I'm saying is, um, in your imperfection, you should be striving for perfection, which means that's where that consistency comes in is that, Yo, if you can't do it, you're always calling ahead. You're always putting yourself in a position to be viewed. The Bible says that your name is greater than any riches, like your name. Like the, when they say Andre Ebron, you know, it should be way more than just, oh, yeah, I know that guy. You know, it's like, <laughs> you know, it, it should be more than just, oh, yeah, the, the dude that grew up on, you know, this, this and this. It's like, but you really want people to actually value the f- you want people to actually say um, attach a sense of uh, great character and integrity to your name and the first place to really start is just with consistency uh consistency is uh, I tell you know most young guys that consistency takes maturity mm. uh, it takes a real man to stay very consistent and honor you know all the commitments and the and the, the covenants that he makes. Throughout his life. So, you know, if we can really drill into our younger guys that, hey, it's really time to be more consistent uh, then we can kind of help this next generation of young men, you know, get on the right track.
0: Uh, That's good, man. So already off the off the rip, you're talking about (laughs) consistency, integrity, uh, maturity um, and all of those things come over time. Uh let's let's break it down, man. Talk to me, Q. How did you get into man this really this ministry or this mission uh to empower and to develop young men into men of God?
1: Oh, dude, this is a good question. <laughs> <laughs> because you know, when when you know when God is kind of making and, and doing his thing, you know, sometimes you just kind of fall in and then you find out, ah, this is my purpose. Well. Uh, A church I used to belong to, dude, I was there for probably about like 20 something years. Uh, But there is probably where I'm going to say that the the full development of the purpose that God has me in today really started. Um, And so being there and being able to be over the men department, uh, helping young men, uh, shadowing, uh, I was I worked very close to the pastor. Um, so I was able to gain uh, a lot of insight from leadership Mm -hmm. and then kind of, I've always been a person of knowledge, like ignorance, you know, to isolate or to get rid of ignorance. All it takes is just some knowledge and understanding. So once I kind of understood that, yo, people ahead of me, you can listen to them because basically they can help you avoid, you know, pitfalls. So that was like really the anchor for me. And then I just kind of wanted to show that to other young people. Then on top of that, I kind of grew up, you know, with a single mom. My dad wasn't out of the picture. My dad was very much in our life, but we did grow up in the home with my mom. I'm the oldest of four kids. Okay, I got two younger brothers under me. That was probably another kicker is that yep. I watched my younger brothers kind of follow me. And I'm like, uh, I got to make better decisions because these guys are following and watching me. So yes. that really helped me and shape me. And, uh, into being able to understand that, um, that I had some type of influence.
0: Oh and, man. That's, whoa. That's yeah. Oh, that's a mouthful right there.
1: Yeah. And like, once you, you learn that you have some influence, then now what do you do with this influence? See, that influences. is what starts pressing on that consistency and that character and that integrity.
0: So, right.
1: you know, once I kind of understood that, oh, okay, so if, if I'm moving, and I shaking, people are actually listening to what I'm saying, which is, like, crazy, right? Because, you know, sometimes we're begging for someone to hear, you know, just one or two words
0: <laughs> that Right, we let, say. let me on funny. <laughs>
1: <laughs> but the thing is, is that uh, uh, God really just started kind of opening up just showing me that, yo young man, you got some influence um and I've been you know prophesied, and I mean, you know how God do you he 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 shows all he puts all of these people in your life, you know them or you don't even know them, just to reassure you so that you don't fall to the wayside that hey, you have some influence there, and so with that continuation of God pushing on me, uh, and then I started seeing the influence have full effect, watching my younger brothers be married still married you know we all got 20 plus years and you know i mean you can see that okay guys you do have a purpose for me yeah and uh and then i'm going to honor this influence with humility
0: whoa hold on wait a minute (laughs) first of all acknowledging your influence yeah realizing that there's purpose in your influence yeah and then honoring that influence with humility yes break break that down for me man
1: um as men so we are created out of god's image of course um another thing that God says in the word is that hey man i want you to treat your wives as i i mean you want you to love your wives as i love the church yes that's another part right so he's always putting men in position to assert assert authority yes but at the same time when you're asserting this authority you have to be literally as humble as the people you a- actually Leading, because how do you actually listen? How do you how do you prepare or how do you create an atmosphere for growth if you don't keep yourself humble? Even though you're the head of the ship, Um, one of my favorite things I say is that as men we have to be as mighty as lions, okay, as gentle as lambs. Yeah, pretty much the same character as Jesus, right? I mean,
0: Christ, yes, sir, mighty
1: lion. But at the same time, he's so gentle with us as a lamb. So the thing is that he expects us as men to carry ourselves in that same manner. Yes, you could, you know, you're, you're, and, and I'm all about creating atmosphere for people to grow, to learn, to um, whatever, whatever the case may be. You know, dealing with whoever I'm dealing with, am I creating a space for them to actually grow? And it takes humility from the one that's in charge (laughs) to notice when someone's weak, when they're strong, you know, you can't always be, you know, you know, you can't keep take that type of approach because you'll miss an opportunity to help someone grow uh, in a certain area, small little areas that men um, sometimes get, you know, overlooked in our lives because we're broken. Absolutely. A a lot of men are broken. Uh, Mm -hmm. Like I said, when you start mentoring and, and God started having you talk to a lot of men. I'm finding out that men are really, really broken. It's just that that lying part of us don't allow us to actually open up and share. <laughs> that's right. You know, called testosterone. That it doesn't allow us to actually humble ourselves enough to actually extend ourselves out to someone to actually help us actually navigate through life. So uh once again, that's why I like your platform. Um uh, these type of platforms are just awesome uh, because men really get into this type of platforms where they can just kind of listen, you know, they don't have to really chime in. They can kind of just listen. So, uh, but we just want to make sure that we just stay very consistent. Like I can't beat that with a hammer hard enough is our consistency, man. You,
0: you lifted a, uh, a great point that I would like to kind of just exhaust for a minute mm-hmm. is that you said as a leader, or as a as a man, uh, that we have to produce room for growth for those who are following our influence. Yes, man, give, give me some techniques, some strategies. Like how maybe you know a young guy or older gentleman, he he may have some people following him. He may have people depending on him, but he doesn't know how to create room for them to grow as they follow his influence. Watch this, which sometimes leaves him exhausted. Because right. he ends up having to do everything. Right. So how do you create room for people to grow?
1: Well, the first thing you said, which is exhausting yourself to do everything. Uh, the the best leaders are people who can actually empower people to do. That's so good. That's the space that you're trying to create. You're trying to create a space to where not only am I grooming you and shaping you and molding you, but then we're going to go to the stage two to where then I'm going to be this sort of humble, right? Cuz you you're over and then you're under. And So eventually you have to be over, but then eventually you have to step back and say, "Hey, now it's kind of time for you to take over A, B, and C." Um and for most for most of the, of what you hear today, That is a struggle for men. It's like, yo, this is my project. This is mine. This is mine. I started it. I did it. I'm doing it. And, you know, you have a young son. I have a young son. So we're grooming our sons. That's right. (laughs) For stuff that we're doing. That's right. And this is one of my biggest things that when is the cutoff time? Like, because you literally could do this until, you know, until God comes back. Like, you you can continue to be who you are until God comes back. You can do this when you're 70. But when do we actually step back and say, hey, I want to sit back and watch what has been produced out of the covering that I was placed over, that God gave me. Um, I want to be able to sit back and say, oh, okay, God, I see exactly why you had me doing A, B, and C for this young man, or why you had me doing A, B, and C for this young lady, uh, because of look where they're at today. And so that's the part that we have to really balance, uh, ourselves as leaders, um, in our community, you know, the black church community, you know, the pastor is the pastor, praise and worship, the drum major, the, the organist, you know, and so sometimes you see that when you're growing up and it's like, Sometimes you have to just, it's very hard because you know, you want it a certain way, but at the same time you are grooming people. That's right. Like I I don't, if if you have a group of people around you, you're grooming them for something, but the empowerment part is where it just gets tricky because then you have to actually release it and then let it kind of happen. Whether (laughs) <laughs> well, listen, <laughs> whether, right. if it, whether it looked like the way you wanted it to look or not, you have to let it go, because once you do that, then God is going to take them and then do a new, uh, not a new thing, but he's going to end up start having them become mighty like lions and then submit themselves like lambs. And then that process just continues to go. But overall, man, I mean, just uh, just to give you a point here. I met a young guy that, um, we met. my son used to go up to the Romulus rec to play basketball. Okay. And, um, so my son's up there, man, he's shooting around That's probably a few years ago. And I'm sitting there, chip, ch- uh, chopping it up with some young guys, man. And so one guy just comes over to me out of the blue and sit next to me. Uh, he's probably about 2021. 20, um, and just starts pouring out like. Like literally just pouring out his whole life, so I'm sitting here and I'm looking at him, and then uh, he stopped himself and he's like, "Dude, I don't know." Well, he didn't say "dude" because he wasn't saved, so he's like, "You know, man, yeah, what in the world? Why am I telling you, you know, all my business, man? You know, right?" And so I had to kind of let him know. I was like, "Well, God' purpose on me to help young men. So whether you want to or not, when you come in my presence, the way God has us set up is that people should." your what that influence that you have should press on them to release it like it should press on them to go i want to tell you
0: right so once to i told compel, them that right. what you say to compel them
1: it should compel that's the, right it should compel them to say to give you that burden so that you can actually do what god wants us to do which is Treat our neighbor as ourselves, <laughs> love our neighbors as ourselves, treat our neighbors as ourselves, love our neighbors. As, I mean, that's what God wants us to do. So, and I just had to, once I explained it to the young guy, you know, he was like, well, I guess that do makes sense, man. He said, but I don't even know you. And I was like, yeah, that's the best part is that you don't know me. So I can't judge you. See, I can't look in your background and tell you this, this, and this. That's right. All I have is face value. But see, you see what I'm talking about creating a space. So now this guy don't know me from Adam's cat, but I'm starting to try to create this space through influence so that we can get a breakthrough and so the young man can actually get some growth. Now, I'm going to tell you, but probably about two or three weeks, I hadn't seen the guy. I come back up there Well, I was coming up there. He wasn't coming up there, but then he sh- showed back up and uh, he come running up to me and was like, yo, man, uh, I ended up you know, going to church with my grandma and uh, I kind of see what you know. Literally, he looking at me like, you know, I can't believe and i ain't been to church in like forever. And he ended up calling his grandmother and started going to church. I mean, I don't know where he's at today, but just to plant that one seed to create an atmosphere for a seed to be not only just planted, but actually over some weeks to actually have some growth come there. And hopefully whoever else was the next person that actually was going to speak into his life, poured water on top of it. So, and that's the part I'm saying that that's our part in our life as men is that God has given us some, uh, some heavy authority, but it takes a lot of humility to actually walk in certain types of authority that he gives us.
0: Absolutely. So what when when I'm garnering from what you're sharing with us, and I want to bring anybody up to speed who's been listening, is that when we talk about a man of God, we're talking about his in, his character, his mm-hmm. integrity, his consistency, his ability to acknowledge who he is and the authority he has but to steward his influence properly with humility, yes. and to be that lion and to be that lamb, and then when he when he understands his influence, then he can create an atmosphere, and an environment for others to grow in his presence. That yes. the purpose on his life compels people to give them their burdens, and so that there can be a level of relief and a level of growth. Yes. Now, here's a question that I have for you, man. Big question. Big question. And I'm sure people are here here's 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 a huge one. How can <laughs> we as men be more vulnerable with one another?
1: Man, that is a huge question.
0: Huge question. <laughs> let, let me tell you why why I have this question for you. There you go. So, so one of my brothers that I co-labor with in ministry, mm-hmm. I love this brother. I mean, you know, one of my, you know what they would say, ride or die brothers, right? Yep. And it was early on. I When I say early on, it was the earlier years. So we're both family men. You know how it is if you've ever worked at a church and the church is closing out. You know, the men, we hang around, make sure it's closed, make sure everybody gets to the car safe. Yep. And so I, I told him one time, I said, man, you know, I trust. That if I was not here, that you would protect my family with your life. I said, but I haven't trusted you enough to express to you what I really feel and think on the inside. <laughs> <laughs> I said, I said, right. something's wrong with this picture.
1: <laughs> right?
0: Because I trust you with the greatest thing God has ever blessed me with, which is my family. right? And I know that you will protect them with everything that you have because I I got a chance to know you. I've seen your character, right? Right. But we haven't really shared like our intimate thoughts and ideas about who we truly are like vulnerably on the inside. And so the question is, man, how can we as men be more vulnerable with one another?
1: Uh, This is, uh, this is probably a tough one here, but it's, it's all intentional. Um, Okay. um, And then, making sure this is one another place where you have to create this certain type of atmosphere where men feel compelled or comfortable with releasing information. Mm. Um, you know, we're very protective of our information because we don't want anyone to gain an advantage on us. Um, so I've just learned that most men hold that information because we don't want anyone having a, a one leg up on us, you know, uh and it may not even be the case. It's just a, the way that we kind of built mentally. Uh, you know, when you're walking down the street, your eyes are all over the place. And I don't care if you're Christian, bishop, whatever, you your eyes are all over the place because <laughs> it's built in you to protect right. and keep a lookout if I'm walking with my wife. If I and and it's it's even worse if I'm walking around with my kids. So oh, the first man. thing we have to do is uh create some spaces, some spaces where men can actually come mm-hmm. and um, and let the guard down um I have a small group of guys that I speak to, probably anywhere between us. It could be seven to maybe ten guys that we're we're communicate. We try to meet every uh once a month um to talk about anything now I'm gonna tell you what this is a dynamic group of men, and I tell them that they're better men than me because you've entrusted your well being your thoughts your ideas, all that stuff to another set of men, like to come on a call or sit down and we talk together and to, to pour out your life uh, to other men, make you, a, makes you actually a stronger man um, yes. because basically we have to put ourselves in a position for wisdom, understanding uh, knowledge. I mean, we, and this is a, this is a crazy part, right? If I told you that I was going to start a business, we would meet every week.
0: Every week. Listen, two or three times a week. Listen, (laughs) there will be
1: text messages, (laughs) emails. But listen, but that's to talk about business. Right. Don't stumble into my personal life, homeboy. But business, we will (laughs) set up and be Johnny on the spot. And so my thing is, is that that's why I said it has to be intentional. In every set of pockets of men, there are men that have that influence. I, I'm a man that have that type of influence. Like I said, I just embrace it. I'm going to walk in humility. I'm going to honor the men that God has placed in my life. I'm going to hold all the information that they have given me until God comes back. You see what I'm saying? Like to build yes. trust. Like this is how you build it to where men will actually want to sit down and talk. You got to hold that information with your life. To let them know that listen, we're both gonna die <laughs> with,
0: with this, this inf- information. With this
1: information. <laughs> and then that creates a place to where it's like, okay, so this dude is not gonna try to use it against me later on. Second is that you have to really train yourself to not be judgmental.
0: Yes. Talk about that.
1: Uh when you hear information, you really gotta get in prayer that when you hear people tell you something that's a little tough, that your face don't read. You dirty dog. You know what I'm saying? Like it, can, right? <laughs> you, you may not say it with your mouth, but your people read your body language. They read right. all that stuff. So yeah. the thing is that when people feel that they're being judged, then they don't want to talk to you. You have to be understand as a man that your conversation with other men tell other men. Do you hold information or not hold information? You see, like this is a whole trinkle of effect is that when we're carrying ourselves, everything about our name should have some standard or high level of character and integrity and consistency. People should know that when I come to Andre that I'm not talking about like we both have a friend, Larry Goldsmith.
0: Oh, yeah, yeah, absolutely.
1: So so I work with Larry for a few years at Ford uh with a, with another company called Siva. So I saw his name on there. But uh and I thought that was like a small world flat for us to know, you know, Larry. But uh
0: Yeah but yeah. but hey, for hey. Oh what'd you say? No go ahead. I said no, well, I, our son, our sons went to school together.
1: Oh nice. See? Yeah. But uh but that's the thing is that I should never meet up with you and then provide information about him. That's right. Now if I'm gonna talk about him I should be doing that in the same space as you which does two things. First of all, this dude Q, if he has something to say, he's going to say it to your face. So sure. now you, I'm, I, what I'm building right now, with even with you is that, oh, so it, this is that, that was hard for him to say it, but at least this dude is going to say it to my face. And this guy is not going to be talking behind my back. So right there, I'm starting to build this trust with you as I'm communicating at the way I carry myself. You're, you're already judging or uh, and i really judging, but you're already analyzing what type of a friend, you're, what type of zone you're going to put me in your life. When we met the first time, we were, had already ended with, "Yo, some of the COVID stuff is overdue. We're going to hook up the families for dinner." We had already listen just from a conversation. We as men are already calculating where this guy is going to be in my life. We could be good friends. But your, you know, your 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 thought process and stuff may be a little bit skewed. So we might be cool right. to meet out for bowling, but you right. may never make it to my home. You know what I'm saying?
0: Absolutely. And, <laughs> so my, and you and you may never meet my family. And you may never,
1: <laughs>
0: you may never <laughs> meet yeah.
1: my family. So my thing is that when we're trying to build these, you know, these pockets where men can actually, you know, release and 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 provide, you know, some type of a comfort where they can talk. It all stems from, you know, a few different things. But uh, being a podcaster as me and yourself, that is a level of influence. We have to make sure that we guard this in humility, according to God's word. You just can't get on here spewing out anything because people are already categorizing you as they're listening. Right now, people are already putting me in a box on. Hey, either I'm going to listen to this guy or I'm not, you know, either people are going, man, I wonder what podcast he has or they're not. I mean, that's how the conversation goes. And then once that door is open, then from there on, people are still judging you. They're not really judging, but I'm more like analyzing on where they really want to place you in their life. And once you get to the meet the family, I think that you now you've shown some consistency that matches with the value of the person. That's right. That's really what we're trying to do. That's what I've learned being on men's boards and uh, being the youngest guy on a men's board and then being the oldest guy on a men's board. You know, like right now I'm on another men's board at my other, ch- at my new church. Uh, it ain't really new now. I've been there for a while, but, um, but it's a mix of age bra- age groups on there. And so now we're on a whole nother. <laughs> And then I'm kind of new to them. So now I have to present myself Mm -hmm. so that they will accept and feel comfortable with sharing information. But that's really going to be how we present ourselves to each other. Um, You know, we use the words, my brother, my friend, my this. But I mean, if I call you, bro, at the middle of the night to help me change this tire, are you really coming?
0: Are you showing up?
1: Are you showing up? This is all character. This is all integrity. This is all consistency. Don't use the word if you're not willing to actually do the work that it, it requires to hold that type of a title as friend, brother, you know, the the friend and brother, man. If we're not real brothers and we call ourselves brother, then that mean, dude, if you you know, if a hole is in your roof and it starts raining, you should be able to count on me to come over there
0: with a tarp and, and help and help tack it down. And, and listen, if, you, and, yeah, if you're and, my brother. If I'm your- I, yeah. Here's what I love about, I think some of the best, best example I have of brotherhood other than Jesus Christ giving his life for us is when the man who had palsy and his homeboys climbed up on the roof. There you go. You know, dug the hole in the roof. <laughs> lowered him down. lowered him down <laughs> in the roof, you know. Just so he can get a glimpse. So feel, you know what I mean? So like, like a- all right. Hey, bro, we can't listen. Hey, man, we walk with you on this tarp, bro, and we're not going on back home until you see Jesus. That's it. All right, that's what they say, they said, they said the club is full. All right, cool. Listen, we we're going, going up top. <laughs> <laughs> we, we're going up top. <laughs> and that's what,
1: that's what true brotherhood looks like. Now, mind you, those guys doing that for him and other men watching, those are the two guys that you want to be your friend.
0: That's right. That's you right. see what I'm saying? Like,
1: uh, you ain't never seen them in your day in your life, but when you see someone have that type of act of kindness, yeah, then you kind of want to extend yourself to want to know who they are.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Like, I, listen,
1: I follow you, and like I told you, like I followed you, and my wife was like, I can't believe you just so I say, listen, when I see someone who's genuine, i and I watch your stuff to for and I'm watching just for consistency. Is your message the same every? Single time, I don't care what you're talking about, but is it consistent with who you are? Because all I got is a visual of you being on a YouTube or whatever, right? Right. But what can mess up is that you can be inconsistent on your words or the way you carry yourself. And so, but once I start seeing consistency, I was like, well, I'm going to reach out to this young guy and see if we can connect. Because if we can, I would love, I'm always trying to build my circle so that I can be better. That's right. I don't want to be the right. best in the batch.
0: That's right. You, uh, you I don't said be... something that was powerful, Q. You said that when you become vulnerable and you listen, it opens you up to knowledge, to wisdom and to understanding. Yeah. And that is especially for the believer, yes. uh, the greatest the greatest enemy for us is ignorance. ignorance. My people perish before yes. a lack of knowledge. Yep. And so that's why it's so important man for uh, ministries such as yours, uh, reaching out and empowering men, uh, helping them to be vulnerable, creating spaces for men to be able to dialogue, have conversations. Uh, one of my coworkers years ago, man, when I was working for the state of Michigan, she said, you know, Andre, one day you're going to have to take your pack off, you know? Right. Uh, and she was saying, and that day will come. Cause you know, man, listen, as, as a younger man, uh, brother, listen, I, I was, they used to say, uh, my, one of my mentors, my mentor says, son, you never let the grass grow beneath your feet. I was on the move, on the move. I was going, going, going. And, and one, of, one of the deacons at my church, when I went to visit him, uh, before he made his transition, uh, we were sitting, he was, I was sitting by the hospital bed and he was just reflecting over his life. And he said, you know, you should, you should do some of that. And as a young guy, you know, I'm early, early 20s. I'm like, you're absolutely right, man. Listen, that's what the words say. You know, we got to do. And he just looked at me, you know, older guy. He said, you still ain't listening. <laughs> 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 and and I'll, never, <laughs> I'll never forget that uh, because I I was hearing him on the move. Right. You know what I mean? And. Yep. I took in the information and it's blessed me along my path, but I took it in as seed. So this is for my older brother, brothers, or bros with wisdom who feel sometimes like the younger men are not listening. That seed right. is going in. It is. And when I matured to the point that I could actually receive and hear it, right. it empowered me in that moment. Right. And so That's- to the bros that are out there sharing, like yep. don't stop sharing.
1: Right. I think you said the powerful thing right there, which is um and it and, and it made me laugh inside because my son is 16. And so <laughs> so, yeah. Yeah. so like at nine years old, me and this guy has been we've been hanging together since he was about nine, uh consistently. Like I wanted to build uh I basically kind of asked God like how do I how do I break that curse between the ages of 16, 17, 18, 19, where fathers kind of bump heads with their dads. Yeah. Um, and so i just been really studying and trying to find out exactly how do I miss that? Like, I don't want like I did not really want to deal with that. Like, I want to know how do I get around that? Um, And God literally just says so clear. He was like, dude, it's just relationship. You know, the more That's he sure. trusts you, the the more he trusts you, the least the, the least amount of reason. He'll give you the least amount of resistance when he can trust you the most. So, oh, whoa,
0: whoa, be- whoa, whoa, whoa. Yeah. That's huge yeah you'll get the least amount of resistance, yes, when he can trust you the most.
1: When he can trust you the most, <sighs> you get the least amount of resistance from him. Um, so and so that kind of really just opened me up to that ah, so this resistance come because basically there's no trust on his end. Mm. But his trust come basically from me being very consistent with what I do as a father. Um, and so basically dude at nine years old uh, is crazy. So like since 90, 16, so like for seven years, we've been, uh, well, minus this COVID time, but every Friday we would end our night going to Buffalo wild wings.
0: Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah.
1: So since he was nine till, till minus the COVID. So 15, uh, cause he turned 16 this year, but every Friday dude, we would end our night I don't 11 o'clock, you know, Buffalo Wild Wings close at like two o'clock in the morning. So right it could be midnight and that dude would be like, dad, let's go. And I'm like, dude, you know, like the night is over, son. He'd be like, nah, man, let's go. But that started showing me that, oh, okay. So you enjoy. So I can be both to you. I can be a straight up and I'm a hardcore dad on top of that. Right. So I'm like really one, two, three. Right. Uh, but I do believe that we have to have some time to create a space. So I'm trying to create a space to where, yeah, dude, I am a hardcore dad, but you still got to have some space to where you can share with me without me being the hardcore dad. So I use the Buffalo wild wings as a setting to start creating this space between me and him to where it's like, yo, dad is a hardcore dad all the way up until we hit the doors of Buffalo wild wings. Now we're just chilling. Right. So not, so now we just kind of kicking it, you know, and it took a minute, man. I mean, it was like, it took about four or five months <laughs> before he actually even talked. He would just sit there and looking at me like, this is weird. Like, but this kind of, I made this point because when you brought up about how do we create this space for men, this is a little boy. Right. And he couldn't even do it. Like I had to create a space for him. So that just let you know, if no one has ever create, uh, taught you how to create these spaces where you can actually build relationship with men then you'll go all your life only picking people. You know, it could be one sided depending And most of the time we pick people based out of our past or how we were brought up or how we were raised. And that kind of gets you in trouble until you mature. But yes, the maturity piece, which is what you said is, and uh, why I reference my son is because so from nine all the way through, dude, I'm talking to all that giving this dude, all this information. Yes. From 14 for the last two years though, he's been regurgitating all this stuff that I have been telling him. That's right. So it like blew me away that, you know, he's not even fully mature, but I'm starting to hear bits and pieces of stuff that I told him, dude, when he was like, I'm like, you remember that you were like 11 and he's like, yeah, I don't know where it came from dad, but you know, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, Oh, okay. So basically I just got to keep talking.
0: That's it. Planting those seeds.
1: I just got to keep planting the seeds, dude. So your maturity would open up the flower. Like when you get mature, it'll start pulling those drawers and getting that information for that period of your life. I just have to make sure that you're stacked up and stocked up full of information that That's you right. have something to pull from kind of like us having to read the Bible. Right. That's so it. It, it, it goes right with the direct connection on why God said, yo, <laughs> don't, let man 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 will fail you like yes you have to be you have to uh, man will lead you he's gonna do this stuff but you don't put all your trust in man because he has the ability to fail you so what you want to do is you want to make sure you're leading but you want to be reading your bible you want to make sure that you're well equipped to be able to decipher what's good what's what's bad what's false what's true so that so that leader goes all off on you know all off, you're pouring enough of the real truth of God by reading your word that you'll hear it and pray for him or, you know, whoa, this is kind of going, it's getting a little shaky, but God really wants every individual to actually be well-equipped to discern whether someone is going right or left. Like, you have to read your Bible. So the thing is, is that I like that part that you said that, man, you talked about it, but when you, you heard all that information, but as you start getting mature, that's right. It seemed like it started unboxing, and you're like, Oh, I remember when what's the name told me this. Well, she right. said that 20 years ago, but you're remembering it 20 years from now that actually fit the mature Andre, you know what I'm saying? So,
0: Absolutely.
1: um, so I just, I think that that if, if we just as men, Like you said, all y'all young brothers out there, man, that have taken upon yourself to be a man that actually pour into other men. Hey, we're not the whole high five you, like you. We ain't going to give you a thousand likes. You're not going to hear that, but we will listen. And if you keep depositing that right stuff into people, man, it will help them along the way. So,
0: Yeah, no, absolutely. That's good, man. And what you were talking about as far as referencing, um, you know your your son maturing and hearing some of those same nuggets that you gave him uh back in the day like what I love about that is that he has an arsenal to pull from and right. he right. he has an arsenal to pull from and for the brothers who are listening and you are mentors and you're mentoring young men what i find especially in my work with young men i'll ask you to is that what? a lot of people place Tons, tons of responsibility on uh, young men where they haven't yet made an investment. Yes, sir. I, I, I <laughs> agree
1: so, a thousand percent.
0: <laughs> and, and so well, my encouragement to everybody listening, uh, whether that be uh, parents that are raising children, men that are mentoring uh, young people, is that you cannot request a withdrawal or place a mandate or what we, here's what we're disguising as to you, Uh, I have high expectations, right? Yes, sir. Yep. You have high expectations where you've placed no investment. Yep. Try to do that at the bank. <laughs> Walk in the bank right now and say, I have high right. expectations right. that on this withdrawal slip, I'm right. going to need a 3.5, you know, yep. but if I have not deposited that washes, right. it's, it's illegal for me, I can do it, <laughs> but it will be futile it because be, I'm, yes, I'm trying to make a withdrawal where right. I haven't made an investment. Right. So man, what, what, that's, um, Go ahead.
1: No, no you're about to ask a question. I didn't want to.
0: No. Yeah. So, so my question is, uh, considering the time that we're in, COVID nineteen, young men going back to school, um, there's a big call, particularly in the African American community, for mm-hmm. black men to step up. You know. And yep. that's always that's always the 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 hell you know the cry black yep. men step up assume your responsibilities yep. and that can mean a million and one things right yep so man what what do we do how do we here number one question how do we protect our social and emotional health number two how do we continue to grow and develop our social and emotional health while we lead boy yes
1: that's that's like so that might be a whole nother podcast
0: <laughs> and so listen let me do this q because i'm just now looking at the time man for, for you to jump into that we're going uh, to bring you back man listen my word to you we're going to bring you back in october okay yes, so we'll figure good. out we'll figure out a uh, a day in october but i want to lead with that question and that is kind of like we put you at a cliffhanger all right yeah so the cliffhanger and the question is how during this time, and it's not just character to this time, yep. but how do we protect our social and emotional health and at the same time, at the same time, develop our social and emotional health while leading? Yeah. Yeah. So, Q, man, listen, you have the Manology Project. Tell them how they can get in touch with you, brother.
1: Listen, man, we're, uh, the Manology Project podcast uh, can be You can check us out on all of your so the actual downloads uh, platforms Apple, Google, iHeart. Uh, We're definitely there. Uh, Definitely making a little bit of noise. Uh, I'm very happy that you know that we've been uh, been able to help and uh, and 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 to be able to speak into some uh, young men's lives. Uh, So if you guys can just continue to help, follow, share, uh, leave comments. You know, whatever, man. We're on uh, Facebook, Instagram. what else we got going on? All uh, right. The safe period. If you guys are interested in any of the Christian apparel, it's just Save period, www.saveperiod.com. Uh, check it out. Um, you might want to get on there now. Cause I'm going to be launching some new fall stuff coming up soon. So uh, we're about to get a little bit busy over here, man. But, uh but I do appreciate uh, the time, uh, bro. Uh, yes, thank sir. Thank you for the. Thank you for the, uh, the return invite in October. I can't wait. Uh, and, uh, you know, and I got some stuff stirring up. So your number is already on a dial up.
0: <laughs> all right. Listen, hey, let, let's do it, because my my. uh Oh, first of all, man, I need my baseball team, man. I need my baseball save period. I need my baseball saved, period, team.
1: I was gonna tell you that too. That literally over the next couple of weeks, I'm gonna be placing my orders and all that stuff. Like, I literally just got finished with a my few last couple of designs for the fall. Okay. So I wanted to order some stuff in. I'm I'm definitely ordering you a shirt in for that uh, uh that I promised you. Uh, but I wanted to kind of make, place one big order, and I had like two or three more designs I needed to get completed before I do this uh, launch for the fall and yes. do a photo shoot and you know you got to get all the
0: get it all together yeah. get
1: it all together man so i apologize that it's a little delayed but i didn't want to place like four or five different orders i just kind of want to make one uh big order so definitely look for that uh soon
0: oh listen no we, we're connected so i'm not i know exactly where to come get my t-shirt <laughs> <laughs> yes sir yes sir, <laughs> so listen, yes, sir. We're, we're good to go um uh, yes, and listen the drawing board we have some huge announcements coming up uh, we are headed for our 100th show, November the 3rd. Listen, you don't want to miss the announcements that are coming. The drawing board is getting ready to go to an, another level. Listen, oh, I'm nice. so excited. I almost want to spill the beans, but I can't spill the beans. <laughs> Hold uh, it,
1: man. Hold listen,
0: it <laughs> or Listen, uh, for all of those people who have been supporting the podcast, uh, I take it very personal because this was something that I dreamt of doing. Uh, When you invest your time with us every Tuesday or whether you catch it on the replay or you comment or you like or you have subscribed, you are a part of the drawing board nation. Let me tell you what the drawing board nation seeks to do. We seek to create an experience that will change the world. Yes, I know it sounds like a lofty goal, but literally when you invest time in someone else's life, you have created an experience or as my boy Q was saying, you have created a space mm, yes, that will so. literally change their world. Yes. So what is our vision? We want to build a multi-generational, multi-ethnic, multi-racial group of individuals that are dedicated to serving all of humanity. If you're listening and that's you, I want you to get in touch with me at info at the drawing board dot com. Info at the drawing dot com. So brother Q, I appreciate yes, you, man. I call yes, you brother sir. because I will come help you put that tarp underneath. The, you know, listen, dude,
1: I, <laughs> listen, I, I definitely reciprocate that back to you, my man. Yes, sir. You need me? I am totally there big time. Yes, man. sir. I think yes, well, that, uh, that this relationship was uh, was orchestrated.
0: Absolutely, my brother. And as I always say, here's what I challenge you to do. I challenge you to know that your future is not behind you. It is not before you. It is within you. And I'm Andre Ebron. Here with my brother, Quentin Crumby of the Manology Project. And we say peace.
1: Peace out.